With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay. Um, by the looks of the first half, you just thought we opted out of that half and the bowl game. But uh, we uh, came to uh, woke up in the second half, I guess you can say, and uh, really just made play after play after play. Again, it snowballed, you know, and it was an ideal start to the second half. We came out and, and had a three and out offensively and uh, got nothing going with that first drive. But players didn't flinch, didn't phase them. Uh, we got some uh, caught fire on D, started getting stops and takeaways, and and then the offense caught fire, and, and uh, it just snowballed, like I said. And it was great to see. It was a great way to end the season. Uh, first half, the struggles really due to uh, turnovers and penalties. We had, uh, what, four more points than we did turnovers in the, in the first half. And seven points and three turnovers. Uh, had a bunch of penalties. And uh, give credit to Washington State. They played exceptionally well in the first half. Uh, offense moved the ball. We didn't play a lot of things very well in the first half defensively. Gave up some big yards on the draw play. Um, <clears throat> didn't make enough plays in the throw game. But... Second half, you judge the game as a whole, not not uh, you know you don't you don't uh, judge it half by half. So the, the net result, and the end result, was very positive for our team. Very proud of the way the guys came out with a lot of resolve and uh, determination in that second half, and uh, just took complete control of the game. And it was uh, great, like I said, a great way and a very fitting way, I guess, to end a weird season, a weird a weird type of a game to end a very strange season. So questions Kyle last year you had made mention that Drew Lisk may leave the program then he comes in here today and he kind of leads you guys to a victory what, what's that experience been like to be able to watch his progress knowing that he's always been ready and willing to go in whenever you ask him Drew Lisk is one of my favorite players on this entire team he's he's completely unselfish he's got a great attitude uh, he's just the epitome of, of a great teammate and all he wants to do is, is help the program any way he can uh, he came back. We were, we were very fortunate he came back. We were elated when he decided to come back because he's got two or three degrees and all kinds of stuff <laughs> that he could do. And I, I think this was his last last game here at, at Utah. I don't, even though he has the opportunity to come back, I, I just don't think that's in his plans. But uh, Drew Lisk is a, is a pleasure to have on your team. He's a, he's a, a guy that uh, helps everybody around him as, as, as much as he possibly can. He's, he's like a coach on the field. And... Uh, you saw the, the legend of Drew Lisk was, was born in that second half, and that'll he'll be able to tell that story for, for years, how he came in and, and uh, rallied the troops. Uh, you guys were down 28-7 at the half. What did you tell your guys prior to coming out for the uh, second half in order to get things turned around? Well, I said we had two options. Either come, you know, go tell the other team we're not going to, you know, we're done, and they can, they can have the victory or come out and play like we're capable of. That was it. And I told them I wasn't going to watch – we weren't going to watch the same uh, thing in the second half that we watched in the first half. So it was either it was either just throw out the white flag or come ready to play and and uh, try to become and play who you know what we're the, be the team we're capable of and, and play like we're capable. Of. And that's that was uh, 
what happened in the second half. That's two strong second halves in a row. Colorado game last week was uh, was very similar as well. So, so that's a positive. The big negative is uh, obviously our poor performance in the first half. But again, you judge the game as as a whole and it's in its entirety. And when you do that, it was a good performance. Uh, what was the tipping point finally that compelled you and Andy to um, to bench Jake and go with Drew? I think it was that the, the interception. Um, and I can't, it, you know, the game is kind of a blur right now. Yeah. But it was the, it was, uh, the turnover uh, late in the first half, was it? I can't even remember. But it was, it was uh, at that point that uh, made the decision to, uh, to go through. And just to follow that up, um, has anybody expressed to you their future plans? I know that Devin was just in here, says that he has some, um, some thinking to do still. Has Jake expressed one way or the other what he plans to do? No, that's next on our agenda is we have a team meeting on Tuesday night and uh, a Zoom meeting. And uh, in the meantime, everyone will travel to their destinations and finally get a chance to be back with their families and, and uh, you know, just, just kind of get a, get a break. But uh, that's, that's the next order of business. We have, uh, I believe it's 14 seniors and who all have the option to come back and be super seniors, I guess you'd call them. And so that's uh, going to take place and we'll, we'll, you know, try to get things uh, hashed out and decide who's going to be with us, who's not, and then go from there. But, uh, you know, we're, we're excited about this team that's coming back. I mean, everybody, everybody's eligibility is frozen, so nobody advances a year. And so when you add this class that we just signed a few days ago to what we got, we got we're pretty optimistic about the future. You look at the fourth quarter and, and you guys forced four turnovers on each of Washington State's final four drives. But going back to the third quarter, you forced them to commit a, to have a series of three and outs, held them to minus six yards rushing in that quarter. I think about 10 total yards. How important were those third quarter drives and kind of setting the tone and opening things up for the fourth quarter for the defense? Well, it's critical because we didn't have much margin for error. Had they scored once more, uh, prior to us scoring, I mean, that would have, I don't know how you overcome a 28 point deficit, but, but, uh, all those were very critical. The, punt, the, the roughing the punter was critical. That was, that, uh, gave that series life. And I believe that is the series we hit the field goal to go up 10. If I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, when we had the roughing the punter, when they had the roughing the punter against us. And so it was all critical. Every, you know, all the takeaways were critical. Every play that was made. Uh, it was critical, and like I said, when you're down 28-7, you got to make a bunch of plays, and we made uh, pretty much every one we had to make. Now that these five games are done, how much can you benefit and draw upon them in preparation for next season when hopefully we have the regular 12 games? Yeah, we hope so, uh, and that's that's the first thing is we hope that is normal. We hope we have a, a regular off-season program and spring ball and all that, but that's that's down the road. But these five games here gave – in particular, our true freshmen, as well as a redshirt freshman that hadn't played much at all, a, a great foundation and, and exposure to the speed and the competitiveness of the of the Power Five at the Power Five level and what it takes to play, and couldn't be more proud of, uh, particularly proud of the whole team, but especially what our defense did this year. When you look at what they lost and, and uh, the guys that uh, came in with really just no experience, true freshmen out of high school and. And uh, we were second in the league in defense prior to this game. I don't know what will end up, but if you'd have told me at the end of five games or whatever the end of the season we'd be number two in defense, I would have said you're crazy. 
because uh, that's a tall order. And, and credit to Coach Scally and, and the rest of the defensive staff for getting those guys coached up and, and credit the entire staff for the recruitment of, of the guys because there's, you know, talented players are, are what win games. You know, that, those are the guys that win games. And uh, offense is what? I want to leave those guys out too because even though we we're more experienced on offense, we had a bunch of freshmen really made an impact starting with Ty Jordan, three of our five starting alignment are freshmen. And so, like I said, a good foundation for the future. Hey coach, obviously, you know, going into, you know, the off season, the fact that you won the final game of the year, what kind of momentum does that give you guys moving forward? Well, it's better than losing it. I don't know. You know I don't know how, how, how long that momentum lasts. It just gives you a good feeling about the season, but leaves a better taste in your mouth than the, than the uh, alternative. And really, when you look at winning the final three games of the season in, in succession, that's really something that I'm proud of these guys getting it turned around. We had two tough games right out of the gate. Uh, the two champions, I guess you could say, the, the North champ was Washington, even though they couldn't play in the championship game. And then USC and Washington, we had them 21, uh, you know, 21 point lead at half, and we we couldn't couldn't uh, close them out. But but it it looked like we took a step each game of the season. We took a step forward. And even though in the first half of this one, you wouldn't have thought that but when you look at the game in its entirety, we feel like this is a step forward as well. And, and that'll give us a uh, good momentum uh, heading into the off season and, and uh, you know, just try to build on it. That's, that's the, the next challenge is try to build on this season and, and uh, be, uh, you know, be a better football team next year. Coach, I know that you've already highlighted a lot of the freshmen that have contributed to the win, but I'm, I'm curious with Clark Phillips, uh, you know, he's, he's kind of had, uh, he's played well, but he's kind of, he hasn't had a, a breakout moment like, like he did today in this game. What do you, what do you, um, you know, have to say about his play and, and his future at Utah? It's outstanding. His, his future is, you know, his ceiling and his, his upside is tremendous. You just got a glimpse of it this year in five games and for him to come in and cover, uh, you know, power five receivers right out of the gate, there was no, uh, you know, non-conference games to kind of ease into things. It was it was USC's group right right on day one, game one, and and not just Clark, but Nate Ritchie, our other freshman DB, Fabian Marks, the other freshman DB, uh, just and, and the front guys, you know, Xavier Carlton and Van Fillinger and Tennessee Pututau and our linebacker Sione Lund, or excuse me, Sione Fotu, who uh, was were so uh, instrumental and, and contributors uh, this season. So. It's a uh, it's a positive all the way around for those guys, and Clark has got all the tools to become a great one. And I think he start, saw the starting of that uh, this year. Coach, coming into the game, you you had some uh, different guys up up front than what you normally had. What'd you make of uh, Devin Kafusi and a t- uh, Tennessee Putatau? Yeah, we, oh, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. What, what to make of Tennessee and Devin and Devin? Yes, Tennessee, Tennessee and Te- and Devin. Uh, well, first of all, we didn't have Viana Moala. He was uh, scratched from this game, it was a, so he wasn't available. I still think is one of the best D tackles in the in the Pac-12. So that that gave uh, the opportunity for Devin, who's got nothing but better ever since he joined our program. He is just getting better and better, and uh, we feel that that his most upside and where he's going to flourish is as a D tackle. He started as a D end, but we moved him inside. He's gained ten or fifteen pounds during the course of the season. And if we can get him up to you know 295, 300 by next year, he's going to be a really good player down in there. But uh, Devin and Tennessee, and Tennessee is just a true freshman. He's he's a little undersized right now. He's about 280. He needs to add 15, 20 pounds to his frame, which he will. He doesn't doesn't have the height. Devin's got that great height, 
and uh, long levers, but Tennessee is more of a just a plays with quickness and and pad level and, and leverage. That's his that's his strong suits, and uh, we think they're both going to be a big help. And, and Devin still has two more years left, and Tennessee, of course, has five to play for. As as we know, nobody used up any redshirt years or eligibility uh, years or anything like that. So that's a good thing.